The following podcast is a part of the Spin Studio Network. Hey guys, and welcome back to Flourish and Fulfilled. Today's episode is one that I hope you walk away from feeling more empowered. I hope you share it with your girlfriends. I hope you walk away being really confident with being able to not only set these, but implement them and follow through within your own life. Now, today's podcast is all about boundaries. So if you have ever wanted to scream no, but you say yes, just to keep the peace, or perhaps your in-laws drop in without notice and you have a million things to do, or maybe it's that your boss expects you to work on weekends and it's not part of your contract and you still do it. All you want to do is say no. And then you start to feel resentful. Perhaps it's within your relationship or your friendships. If you're a yes girl, a people pleaser, and if you're nodding your head to these, then the chances are that you maybe need to get very clear on your personal boundaries. Most of us have never learned how to say no. And perhaps it's fear of being the good girl or being liked or even disciplined for perhaps saying no. Most parents currently raise their children in a world where saying no is actually not allowed and allowing our children to be able to stand up and stand up to us as parents as well to be able to honour exactly what they want and who they're here to be. So personal boundaries aren't as obvious as, say, a fence or a giant sign that says no entry. Uh, They're kind of like, in fact, more like an invisible bubble. It's essentially a list of rules that you will and won't tolerate for your own life. And in doing so, it allows you the happiness to do exactly what your authentic self is here to do without people pleasing or being pushed around or really doing something that you actually don't want to do. Having boundaries doesn't make you rude or mean but it allows you to have your needs met in a kind way from a place of love, not only for everybody else involved so that you don't become resentful, but for you also. So before we go a bit deeper into this week's topic, let's start by doing top three, bottom three. Now my tops for this week, number one would be my live masterclass for the Flourish and Fulfilled students. We kickstart this week with week one or module one for the Find Your Purpose course. And it's really awesome getting to know the students on a deeper level and having these live masterclasses is perfect for that. Number two is that my warehouse is finally coming along. Uh, Over the last week, we have had the painters in and we have had the flooring put down and the rig. Now, that's all I'll say on that because I don't want to spoil it too much because I haven't actually released what the warehouse will be used for um, or what we're actually doing in there. My third top for the week is the BOD retreat. So we've partnered up with Journey Retreats and they run um, like holiday retreats within Australia and they have done for a couple of years. And so it kind of means that I don't have to organise all of the logistics of the BOD weekends, which I've done annually since 2014. 
And our first release sold out really quickly. And we're about to have our second release on that. So that was an awesome win for the week. My bottom three for the week is that I have been so sick. I very rarely get sick. And when I do, it absolutely floors me. And I feel like we don't actually truly appreciate our health until we have illness or we just have those moments of being like, what the fuck? Why didn't I appreciate my health when I had it? So that's definitely my biggest bottom for the week. I um, actually listened to my body and spent three days in bed. So you can probably kind of hear the leftovers in my voice this episode. So I am apologetic for that. But yeah, definitely my bottom for the week. My second bottom for this week was trolling. I know this comes up so much. Um it just doesn't stop. It's kind of like you get online and the first thing you read in the morning is hate. And then the last thing you read at night is more hate. And it's not necessarily hate directed at me, but it's everything from my relationships to my parenting, to my business. And it's not that I believe it, but when you're reading it and affirming it all day, it becomes so draining. So I've definitely learned to block and delete and move on, but it's still that massive negative part of my life. Third bottom for the week was the internet and Combank. Oh my God. So we launched the retreat this week and Combank happened to be having issues with their system and it was a 48 hour issue, which meant that every single payment that was through Combank got declined. So everybody thought it was a card issue and yeah, massive nightmare for everybody involved. In the scheme of things, not a bad issue to have. And if that's the top of my bottom for the week, I'm living a great life. All right, guys. Now, I want to start this episode by saying that firstly, boundaries are something that you always have to work on. It's not something that's going to happen overnight. It's not something that you do once and forget about. And I think the key statement that I really want to make here is that every single time you say yes to something, you are saying no to something else. And ideally, that is not yourself. So when you're saying yes, it means that you are saying no to something else. Hopefully, that person that you're not saying no to is yourself. So just remember that throughout this whole episode today. It's important to note that our boundaries are not for anybody else but ourselves. It is our personal limit to express so that we can make sure that our needs are directly met in a very clear way. Now, clear communication is kind communication. We often think that setting boundaries means that we're rude or perhaps that we're a bitch because of it. But in doing so, we're actually honouring ourselves. Now, within boundaries, there's so many different types. There's physical boundaries, mental, material, emotional, time or energy-based boundaries. And the boundaries are essentially a list of rules of how you, at minimum, expect to be treated within your life. Boundaries are not about control or manipulation and others are free to do whatever they want and you ultimately only control how you respond or feel. So the key here is making sure that if you set a boundary with somebody, 
you are allowing them to respond in whatever way that they desire. However, you need to follow through with that boundary that you're setting within your own life. Taking back your responsibility for how you feel allows you to take control and charge of your life, of what you will and won't allow within your life. Now, here with boundaries, it's something that if you are asserting new boundaries in a relationship, that it's really important that they're coming from a place of love. They're not coming from a place of control or trying to manipulate the situation or person. And it's simply just what you will allow and tolerate in your life. Now, it's always on us individually to take control of our emotional response and responsibility for how we feel. It's never somebody else's responsibility for how you feel. So by changing our response to others, it makes us easier to be able to drop back into that unconditional love. No one has to act how you want them to or behave in a certain way. Being responsible for how you feel allows you to be at peace with how others are unconditionally. Now, I keep saying unconditionally because this is incredibly important when it comes to family and in particular, what I do see most commonly within my coaching groups is asserting boundaries within that mother figure or mother-in-laws. When you love unconditionally, you allow them to be angry at you, disappointed to feel however they wish, and we simply cannot protect others from pain. However, by doing this and asserting our boundaries, you get to meet others where they're at. And if you've ever been a people pleaser or said yes when you want to scream no, then perhaps breaking that habit of doing what everybody else wants us to do and start doing exactly what it is that you want to do is crucial to your own happiness Usually people pleasers struggle with being able to trust themselves and that stems from so many issues but usually years of broken promises or unreliability or perhaps reinforced self-worth issues and the best way of being able to navigate self-worth issues is make a promise to yourself and keep it. So at the end of the day if you make a promise to yourself and you break it It transfers into your mind that results in a lack of self-worth. You no longer take your own word for what you say and it results in you not being able to follow through. And if you can't trust yourself of being able to follow through, that's where self-worth issues come from. This might be seen in cancelling plans with yourself or others or not valuing your own time or not finishing the task that you said you would or procrastinating on something important to you. So when it comes to self-worth tasks, what I like to do is get women in my coaching group to start with a very small task or a daily practice and commit to it. Now, it doesn't have to be massive. It could literally be that you are having a glass of water upon waking or a sunrise walk or some form of exercise throughout the day. It doesn't matter what it is, but you have to stick to it every single day. So in order to establish what your boundaries are, you have to have the answer to the right questions. And given that boundaries are so individual to you as a person, everybody is going to have different boundaries. 
And I think the key thing is, is that if you are discussing boundaries within your girlfriends or your family or your partner, everybody's boundaries are different and being okay to not be judgmental of what somebody else's boundaries are is very important. A lot of women that I do see within relationships struggle with the judgment of what somebody else's boundaries may be. And some black boundaries could be something like, if you physically assault me, then I'm out of this relationship versus that's somebody's expectations without it even needing to be a boundary. So there's so many areas in which we want to explore today, but also remembering that it's not from a place of judgment of anybody else's boundaries. So nobody else can set your boundaries for you. And it's kind of what makes this exercise so crucial because our boundaries are best created from a place of love rather than expectation or resentment, um, particularly towards an individual. So it's always best that you create your own boundaries. um, And ideally, when you're single, alone, or have been able to spend some time reflecting on what it is that you actually need in your life. Now, the reason I say that is I know that a lot of women in my Flourish and Fulfilled uh, group on Facebook are perhaps in relationships and seeking out what it is that they're actually here to do or who they're here to be or they're struggling within their own relationships at the moment. And what we tend to find is that we take our partner's feelings and emotions on board as our own and it becomes that almost codependency of our boundaries are now our partner's boundaries And what is it that we actually truly want? Now, we discussed in the core values podcast in regards to making sure that you're not listening to social constructs of what you think everybody else wants you to be or how everybody else wants you to live, but it's actually what you want within your life. And nobody can tell you what your boundaries are going to be. Now, I mentioned in regards to different categories or types of boundaries, and I want to give you some examples. So remember that your boundary types um, could be so different to what I'm mentioning here. So physical boundaries could look like space or touch, or perhaps it's comments on your appearance. And that could simply be, I am not discussing my weight with you. It could be that you tell a co-worker that when they sit that close to you, it makes you uncomfortable. Mental boundaries, I'm going to go through them all first and then I'll go back and kind of discuss how to approach them and set them and everything else. Mental boundaries, the freedom to have your own voice, opinions, beliefs and your own voice. I respectfully disagree with you on my opinion. However, please don't force yours upon me. It could be that you perhaps believe in God and your partner doesn't. It's about not making your partner have the same beliefs as you, but respecting that their beliefs are different to yours. So material boundaries could be possessions. It could be how somebody uses your car or your clothing or your phone. Perhaps a boundary like that could sound similar to I don't want you using my car on weekends or if you borrow my clothes, I would like them dry cleaned. There's a lot of different boundaries within these types or categories that could be um, used. An emotional boundary could be emotional dumping. 
dismissing your emotions, manipulation. You may have a girlfriend that calls you up after every single argument with her partner and doesn't even ask if you're okay or how your day is and literally just goes, oh my goodness, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened and emotionally dumps on you and you just feel drained after the phone call. So perhaps you could say, this isn't a topic that I'm willing to, to discuss. It could be every single time you talk to a girlfriend, they dismiss how you're actually feeling. So there's a lot within the emotional sense of boundaries. Perhaps it is a time or energy-based boundary. Lateness, free labour. I know that those that are perhaps tradies or have a trade, um, that would be a very common one. So your partner may be an electrician and all of your girlfriends want them to come over and quickly install a light switch. But perhaps you're wanting to spend time as a family on the weekend and that's not okay for you. So it could be time that you spend with somebody. It could sound like, if you're wanting to utilize my services for work, you will need to pay. It's interesting here when it comes to time and energy-based boundaries because the Gottman Institute, which is where I studied for relationship stuff, always says that the number one issue within relationships of breaking trust is lateness. So it's so interesting because it kind of comes down to saying you're going to do something and not following through or doing it. So here I have a girlfriend actually and she's notorious for being late. Everybody knows she's going to be late. And it's gotten to a point now where we always know that she's going to be half an hour late. So we actually tell her the time is half an hour later than it is. And she's definitely broken our trust when it comes to being late or timing. And therefore, we've set that boundary for her now that it's, say, four o'clock and we tell her it's going to be at 3.30. If she's not there by four o'clock, we're going to continue to go to that movie or to dinner or wherever we're going and we have to leave. So asserting that boundary doesn't come from a place of bitchiness or rudeness. It's simply that if we're not there at four o'clock, we're going to miss, miss the movie and we're going to go in without you, whether you're here or not. So the beauty of boundaries is about protecting yourself Trusting that if this person does choose to break your boundary, that there's no longer space for them within your life. And it might sound dramatic, but it's also really important that your boundaries are coming from a place of following through. So make sure that you're not like saying to your partner, if you have one bite of my chocolate, you are out. Because obviously, if he has a bite of your chocolate, well, it might be actually because it might be your boundary. But if he has a bite of your chocolate and you don't kick him out, you're going to lose that trust or that respect within your boundary because you're not following through. So whatever your set of boundaries are, you need to follow through. Boundaries are so incredible when it comes to relationships. And I think that being able to be more involved within my relationships previously being in a marriage for nine years and being able to come from a place of love, it's really wonderful and a really good baseline of being able to establish your needs as well as your partner's. I am really blessed within my life and 
what I have within my life of being able to have coaches that pull me into line when I know that I'm not being true to who I am or asserting myself or having my own back of my own boundaries. And recently within my relationships, I've had to make sure that my boundaries are being back aligned with who I am and who I'm here to be and what I'm going to accept and what I'm not going to accept. So I have a list of black boundaries and essentially these are my rigid non-negotiables and some people don't feel that they even need to put these down but in my mind I needed to be very clear of black, white, grey and I've come from all backgrounds when it comes to relationships and a lot of that I have never put out there publicly and I'm protecting my children when I do that But in my mind, if these boundaries are broken, there's no strikes, there's no communicating and it's a one-time thing for me and I will entirely remove this person from my life regardless of who it is or how much they say they'll never do it again. So these blacklist of boundaries I'll discuss, um, I guess, in this next part. Um, I've recently had to redo this list to make sure that I've included everything in regards to what it is that I will actually stand for. I was very lucky that in my, I'm not going to say lucky actually, I really don't like that word because I feel that it places an emphasis on the fact that it was out of my control. However, within my relationship with Nathan, I was so um, in a really good place that I never had to consider what these boundaries were for me and it was a really safe place to be able to grow. So I've recently redone this list and I had to, I don't know, I guess I've had some people cross my boundaries and I got caught up and didn't see it happening. So this is why having a coach or someone to be accountable to and for is very, very important. And what we did was it was a really good reflection task. And we often talk about relationship reflections of who we're drawn to and why we're attracted to certain people and going over higher dreaming, lower dreaming, and then reality to be able to create your list that will ultimately be your set of rules or your boundaries for your relationship. So my blacklist boundaries that I personally have, and remember from a place of no judgment, number one, but also from a place of everybody has different boundaries and what they are for me may not be the same for you. So make sure that these are not just, don't just copy these and have these as your own boundaries because it may not be right for you. So I will not tolerate anybody physically hurting me. I will not allow being yelled or sworn at directly. Um, And the list for that kind of goes on for anybody in my life, relationships or friends. And then I have others which are obviously more isolated to relationships. So for me, I am not in in an open relationship. So I will not allow somebody to cheat on me. And then you kind of have to go a little bit deeper as in regards to what does that look like for you? Is it texting? Is it advances from the opposite sex? Is it kissing? Is it sex? What is that for you? Once we have a very clear outline of what our boundaries are, the hardest part is actually sticking to it if somebody breaks them. So With this, we need to have flexibility. And if you're like me and you're going to have a blacklist of rigid boundaries, they're the ones that you are just 100% not budging on. 
they are not in any way, shape or form moving. So if somebody breaks those, you remove that person. But it's about being able to be flexible with other boundaries too and being able to go between what the other person wants within their lives too. Learning to say no without justification is the ideal top of the list when it comes to self-worth. So without needing to explain yourself or why you're not willing to do something, that right there is having your own back. So let's just put it as a very um, really straightforward one. You go to work every day and a co-worker wants you to buy a coffee and you've bought their coffee every single day for the whole year and they've never offered to buy yours. And they turn to you when you're going down to the shop and they say, can you please grab me a coffee too? Not today. And being okay with not having to justify, I don't have enough money, you haven't paid for mine or back yourself up is the ultimate goal of not having to explain why you're not willing to do something. So obviously these are very clear relationship um, boundaries and within friendship boundaries, I have very clear boundaries in regards to so many different areas of my life of what I'm okay with. I have such limited time within my days and I work on the five rule that I only ever have enough energy to be able to give to five people in my life. Remembering I have four children and three businesses, so it's kind of like I feel like I never have enough time anyway. And my girlfriends are my entire world. And a lot of those girls that are in my life, I talk to with an open heart, an open book, and they know me so well. And I know that, for example, I've done breath work next to Tessa and poured my heart out about things that only she knows about. And I do that knowing that she has my back and she would never tell another soul. So a friendship boundary of mine is that the words that I speak to you are for you. So I guess not repeating my trauma or stories or experiences to others. So that um, has actually been a really hard one to follow through on because I feel like I've had friends in the past that unlike the rigid black boundaries I'm a bit more flexible on and perhaps I've let it go one time or two times and then the third time it becomes that complete disrespect of them not honouring the fact that you've asked them not to repeat that or not to tell someone that Um, and then the best option is to actually remove them from your life and then you've got the issue of actually following through. And even though you follow through and remove that person and you know it's the right thing in your heart for you, it still hurts and it's still hard. It's still that like friendship breakup feels. Within the workplace, similar to the coffee example that I said, we have professional boundaries. And these could look like workplace times of appropriate calls or perhaps the discussions that you are willing to share at work. You may have a boss that always pushes you to tell them what you're doing on the weekend or what you're doing at lunchtime or whatever that may be. Maybe it's within your therapist or coaching office and knowing that what you are discussing with them won't be shared. I know that a lot of women in my coaching sessions are working within the family dynamics of in-laws as well. I personally have been really blessed with the in-laws that I have. And I, I always find that whenever I share stories, people assume that it's about me. So I just wanted to put that in there. Definitely not about me. However, a common one that I do see is that mother-in-laws overrule 
their daughter-in-law's rules when it comes to parenting. Perhaps they drop in unannounced or they do like little sly remarks. Um, A simple one could be, I would love for you to let me know the nights that you plan on coming over so that I can plan out my week. It's coming from a kind communication place. It's coming from a place of love. It's not about being mean or rude, but it's allowing everybody to have their needs met without it coming across as you can't see the kids or we don't want you here. But it's being able to have that space to know that your house is your sanctuary and that no one's going to drop in unannounced. Following through when a person breaks your boundary, again, is the hardest part of any of this. We can potentially lose a friend, a lover, and remembering in the very beginning of this episode, me saying, you need to be totally okay with whatever their response is going to be. So if they cannot accept our boundary, they don't get access to us. So it's not about manipulation. It's not about hoping that they'll change their mind. It's about being okay with whatever you've decided is your boundary is 100% what you were okay with following through on. So make sure that you're not setting a boundary, hoping that they'll change their mind. And if they do end up breaking your boundary, that you use it as a tool. It is never about a tool. And no matter what they decide to do with your boundary and your own um, set of rules is okay with you. So finishing up on this topic, I want to give you guys a little reminder, always lead with love from a kind heart. Make sure that you are not going off the back of a heated argument and make sure that you're calm. Always ask to have this conversation in advance and give the other person the option to be able to have this discussion with you and perhaps create boundaries for themselves too. Having boundaries doesn't make you a bad person and it'll actually help you to communicate your needs. I have recently just done this within my own relationships of being able to have my partner come and create his list of boundaries as well as my own list of boundaries. And not only has it been good to be able to get clear on their expectations, but also what's upsetting me, hurting me and that type of thing too. So you may notice that those people that don't respect you won't be there after you start standing up for your own needs. And it's really interesting that, especially if you've been in this position for a couple of months, years, and been a people pleaser, that it may take some adjustment to be able to follow through on these boundaries. It may actually hurt you. And I know that for me, one of my friends crossed a boundary of mine and I love her dearly, but I cannot have her back in my life. So I love her from afar. And I watch her stories and I watch her kids and I absolutely love and adore her, but I don't want her back in my life. And I know that for me, it's a much better place knowing that I've taken my own back first and foremost within my own life. So again, learn that no and no alone is a full sentence and be able to have your own back and know that whatever your own individual set of boundaries are, are 100% worthy and that they always come from a place of love. So I put a question box on my Instagram today in regards to boundaries and questions that you guys had in relation to boundaries. So there is hundreds of questions here, which is probably a good sign. So I'm hoping that this episode will be able to help you guys. Um, However, I will go through some of the top asked questions. 
How do you remove the guilt when setting a boundary, especially with family? So I think this is a very common example of when you are setting a boundary, being okay that no matter what the response of the other person is, that it's 100% what is right for you so that you're not building resentment. What we usually see is that if we're people pleasing or saying yes to what everybody else wants us to do, eventually it'll result in resentment and it'll not end well anyway. So remove that guilt and know that it's coming from a place of love. How do you say no without worrying that you'll upset the other person? Again, making sure that their reaction doesn't determine what your boundaries are. So that's why creating boundaries has to come from a place of love and calmness. So don't do this after you've gotten out of a massive argument or Perhaps that it's literally that you they've cheated on you and you've turned around and been like, cheating's a boundary of mine. So make sure that this is coming from either a place of being single, spending time alone, or um, without it being from a heated argument. How to hand, handle a boundary if that person is mentally unstable? Now, this is a really hard one here. What I usually try and do and suggest, and I do have experience in this, is making sure that you bring in a third party to the situation and dynamic and take that away from yourself. It's very hard when it comes to asserting yourself and your own needs and making sure that somebody that does have perhaps mental health issues is looked after as well. You said engaging the opposite sex is a boundary for you. Does that mean no female friends? No. And 100% at the start of this episode, making sure that what somebody else's boundaries are, are not just being adapted to your own needs. Make sure that when you set a boundary, it's what you're okay with. So I am all for male friends. I am part of the boys. So I would definitely not say my partner cannot have female friends. But if a female perhaps came up to them and very clearly were trying to have a crack and they engaged in that, that to me is crossing a boundary of mine. How to set boundaries when your daughter is 15 years old and sneaks out. So I think that's more of a parenting thing, not a boundary thing. Um, And I don't really have any advice there. I always make sure that I encourage you to know that I'm not a parenting expert here. I don't think any of us can really be parenting experts unless our kids are like 40 and we've nailed it. And then I'll turn around and be like, yes, I did it. How to set boundaries and say no without the fear of missing out. I don't actually know what that's relevant to. However, if you're perhaps not wanting to go out with girlfriends and wanting to stay in, make sure that's what you actually want to do and not what, say, your partner is telling you to do or what somebody else is wanting of you. I could write an essay for the reasons that I say no and I wish I would be able to say no without feeling guilty. This is a two-part. I end up just saying yes for the sake of it and becoming resentful. So perhaps before approaching that person or going into that um, conversation or setting that boundary, be really clear on why it is that you're setting that boundary and be able to communicate that in a really clear, kind way. Usually when we're able to communicate why we're setting this boundary or how it makes you feel, the other person will always understand. And if they don't, make sure that you're okay, that no matter what their response is, that it's the right thing for you. How do you set boundaries in business with staff that are also friends? 
Now, this is a really tricky one, but I like to, if I'm perhaps having a new set of boundaries or a new relationship or friendship boundaries, I like to actually say, hey guys, I've been doing this with my coach recently and I'd love to sit down and discuss whatever it is. Offer them the ability and the chance to be able to bring their boundaries to the table as well. And that way you're not only including them, but they're able to say perhaps why that isn't okay or is okay or um, make it something that's not only about you, but them too. So including them. How do you set boundaries within family and not seeming like a bitch? The key about not coming from a bitchy place or a rude place is making sure that you're calm and that your intention is always from love. I have drilled that through this whole episode and making sure that kind communication, clear communication, sorry, is kind communication. So making sure that when you are expressing what that boundary is, that you're really clear in why you're doing it, how it makes you feel and asserting that no matter how they react, you're going to be okay with letting them go. So it's really important that you come from a place of kind communication. You're not doing this mid-argument. You haven't thought about this for weeks and then you turn it around onto them. It's not from a place of manipulation or trying to coerce or making them do something that they don't truly want to do either. How do you accept the repercussions of your boundaries? This is such a hard one because Let's say within a relationship, you've gone into a new relationship dynamic and you have set a boundary and I'm going to do it as a quite a dramatic one that you will never accept or tolerate physical abuse and you go out one night and they physically abuse you and you remove them from your life and everyone goes, what happened? But you don't want to discuss it or perhaps it's not something that you guys have, you feel comfortable discussing and everybody else around you is like, why, what happened, what happened, what happened? And you need to be okay that no matter what anybody else says or that person says, that it's a boundary of yourself and that when you have set these boundaries that you're protecting the only person that in this really matters, you. And making sure that first you have your own back and that you trust yourself by building up your self-worth first. How to set boundaries with people in higher power, e.g. managers. So that's more the professional boundaries and being able to articulate it in a way where it's, hey, I really appreciate that lately I've had to work a couple of extra hours on weekends or late nights. However, moving forward, I need to do what's right for me and it's not in my contract. And usually people find that asserting boundaries in email is a lot easier than face-to-face. I personally feel that face-to-face gives it more heart. And I know that for me, I wear my heart on my sleeve. So people always know that when I'm asserting a boundary or saying something that it's coming from a place of love, I'm never coming from a bitchy place or a rude place. And if I find myself getting to that bitchy or rude place, it's usually because I've gone into that resentment stage or mode and it's too far gone. And once you've kind of moved into that resentment mode, it's very hard to come back from because everything they do, you're resentful of. I keep breaking promises to myself and breaking the trust has been life-changing because it means that when I set boundaries with negative family members, I still want them in my life. So if you are somebody that has set boundaries 
and then going back on them repeatedly, it's going to be a lot harder because what you're doing is you're teaching people how to te- how to treat you. And essentially, if you keep breaking that and never following through, it's similar to children when you say to them, if you do that one more time, you're going to your room. If you do that one more time, just one more time, and they never go to their room, they're going to do that another 400 times before they get sent to their room. And they know that. So just like children, kids are always wanting to push the boundaries and be able to see how far they can go. So being able to be really clear and asserting yourself of what you want and making sure that you follow through is very important. Most of the boundary questions come from making sure that you're not upsetting people. And I think that's the hardest thing here is making sure that you're okay if you upset people. No matter what you do in life, you're going to hurt and upset people, even if you are being the absolute kindest, most beautiful person in the whole world, you're always going to upset somebody. And I think being okay to upset somebody and knowing that it actually isn't about you, it's a projection of them is very, very important as well. How do you let people know that you have set boundaries and then cross them? So it's really important that if you are starting out in a relationship or perhaps it's with friends or you've just done your list of boundaries or what you're actually wanting to assert is that you make time and space to be able to have that conversation and allow them to be able to have their own boundaries as well. Be able to set or um, give the examples in regards to, hey, when you did this, it made me feel X, Y, Z. In future, I'd really appreciate it if you didn't do X, Y, Z. And if they've crossed them, it depends if it's one of those black boundaries of being 100% no matter what, I am never going to settle or stand for it. Or if it's one of those more flexible boundaries. If it's one of those more flexible boundaries, you could simply say, today you really crossed my boundary and it really upset me. I would love it if you didn't do that again. And there's nothing else that needs to be said other than you've crossed my boundary and it upset me or it made me feel X, Y, Z. And make sure that when you are either telling them that or texting them that, that it's coming from a calm place. So today's bookworm for the week is The Sunday Girl from Pip Drasdale. Now, this is actually one of, I'm going to say top three books that I've ever read. It is a fun 24-hour read that you are just not going to be able to put down. I'm going to try really hard to not ruin the ending for you, but it is not what you think. And it's a really fun read to just get lost in. If you're going on holiday, then definitely grab that book. Now, if you guys want to get involved, you can always leave me a question or perhaps a podcast episode request. And the number for that is 0756496851. And if you want to continue the conversation, don't forget to head to Instagram or the closed Facebook group, which is, of course, Flourish and Fulfilled. Until next week. Bye, guys.